0: Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. My name's Lewis Tomlinson and the crowds are back on course for the first time in over a year (laughs) properly. Good to see. Got some decent racing as well coming up this week and the first of the Irish classics here to run through it with me. As per his big James Watson, how are you mate?
1: Hello, doing really well. Uh, Great to hear the sounds of Uh, The fans in the final furlong uh, this week, and especially at Windsor on Monday night. No, it's
0: not. No fun allowed. Why aren't we allowed fun? Because it's racing, Jim. Sit there, watch the horses, and look glum. That's (laughs) that's what this sport's about.
1: (laughs) Well, I enjoyed the enthusiastic nature of the crowd at Windsor on Monday night. Um, Even though... was a bit of a shambles with what they were doing later on with the weather and, and the, the fall towards the line. But it been an enjoyable week's racing. Uh, we now have the Irish equivalent of the Guineas. We had the French last weekend, which didn't go to, to plan of, of the Bolger family, but they're looking to try and get the double on the Guineas this weekend. And ho- looking forward to it, really. There's some nice little cards and, and possibly the return of love, uh, the superstar Philly. Yeah,
0: the, the French... Classics, I thought, threw up a good winner in St. Max Basilica, to be fair. Last week, I really just slagged off all the three-year-old Colts and said I didn't think any of them really took my took my eye, you know. I, I wouldn't really give any of them a huge chance of turning over any of the older horses. But St. Max Basilica, albeit in a slow time, I thought looked very, very comfortable. And, and once he quickened up, he managed to put the race to bed in less than 10 strides.
1: What, what would you be your preferred route for him next? French Derby? Uh, or St James's Palace?
0: I don't know. They want to make him a stallion, obviously. That's, you know, that's the entire point of the whole operation. And it's, it's a tough one, because does, the, does winning a group one over 10 furlongs make him a more attractive prospect? than uh, winning the St. James's Palace. He'd probably win either. Uh, I'd like to see him over 10 at some point in the season. Or I think he'll stay no problem. But maybe maybe the St. James's Palace in terms of just crowning himself as the best of this crop of three-year-old milers, which I think he is, uh, would be maybe the more natural next step, underline his superiority and then have a go over 10 later on in the year. Uh,
1: yeah, I'd I'd agree. Um, maybe the ten furlong uh, route a bit later on in the season, and he was a comfortable winner.
0: Yeah, poetic fledging just looked slightly flat, really.
1: Just looked a bit tack for tall. Stay, stayed on quite strongly towards the finish, I thought. Um, bit of an odd race, really. They sort of. Well, that's the way that the French racing goes, they, they slow it down and then they sprint for home and I don't think that necessarily suited him as much and I think he'll, if he's not feeling the effects of this weekend, of last weekend, I think he'll, he'll run fairly well enough this weekend.
0: Yeah, completely bud. Uh, and the police went to Samba 66 to one outsider, beaten five times in group company. Pri that one bits and pieces of decent form in there, I guess fifth in the Marcel Brossac, uh, probably her most notable one as a two year old she, she was a length and a half behind Fevre over that day, so the form's steady uh, step forward, messy enough race, so
1: yeah, the France Gallo website had a bit of a meltdown after that race, everyone' thinking where's the winner of, of this come from big shock, big surprise, um, but I'. I wouldn't rule out further improvement on top of that. I thought that was a really, really good win. Um I I can't say I knew an awful lot about her before the race and I still probably don't know as much now, but she had bits and pieces in the book and, and it's good to see the wow signal with the little crop that he had um with now a a, a guineas winner. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not the only filly to come from, well, almost completely left field to make a big impression uh, over the mile this week as well, with her Primo Baccio, who was rated 79 going into the Fred darling at the start of the season, absolutely bolting up, and she's uh, quite prominent in the betting for the coronation, though.
1: Yeah, very, very impressive performance, um, blitzed a nice field. Um I think all the horses in that, I think there'll be a few winners to come from it. Um, Snow Lantern just didn't settle, uh, which was, seemed to be the main problem. Uh, Shine for You, I thought, ran well uh, as well. I think step up in trip and a bit softer ground will see it to better effect. Uh, and Creative Flair had decent bits of form in the book. So I, I think the the first four could be horses to follow this season. But Primo Baccio certainly... Shot up the ranks in there, and uh, seems to really enjoy the mild trip. So, I think that I think she's a filly going places as well.
0: Uh, and how many? Well, I'm going to say group one horses. I, I I think there's definitely two in Palace Pier and uh, Al-Azé Did we see at Newmarket? Sorry, at Newbury last weekend, but. Good winners at a little bit of a low level with creative Force and Baybridge, who look like their future lies, you know, close enough to the top level.
1: Yeah, very very rock solid performances. Palace Pier um, brushed the the field aside comfortably, as did Alazi Was effortless. Um, that cheeky little look from Frankie on Palace Pier was to die for if you were on at short odds. Um, and quite clearly he's stamped his authority as one of the best in the world right now all about it is a little bit of a weak year than usual Alazee has progressed upon progression every time he's run and looks an almost certainty for the Coronation Cup now on Derby Day uh, where he will more than likely take all the beating and, and looking like a real shining star in the mile and four division this season
0: yeah, decent performances at Newmarket as well from Belosa, who I wanted to get beat in the King Charles uh, She was very very solid on my pick, Clownbridge ran like an absolute dog uh, and John I'm, st-
1: Lisa, I'm, still not, I'm still not 100% on Belosa st- There was something about her, maybe it was just inexperience and she just hung a little bit under pressure and maybe it was a dip at Newmarket but there's something about her that I'm a bit worried about if she's to go to the coronation next, I think. Um, I know that feel was that field was pretty poor uh, altogether, and she did have to step up again, and, and she did, and she's found it, but I'd just be wary of Belosa next time against better fillies.
0: More impressed by John Leeper, mate?
1: Definitely. Um, I've watched the race a few times now. I really, really, really want John Leeper to be good, but... I'd sort of like to, if this was probably a month ago, I'd like to have seen him have another race and then go into the derby. I, thought, I think he will learn a lot from this. They went no gallop whatsoever. He was very keen, and I thought William Bure'd did very well to to work out the pace of the race and didn't let him get away from him. What had a little wander around, but what I really like the most is that strong running. He, he, climbed up the gallops late on and and, and won fairly decisively in the end. Derby trip should be no problem. He he handles Newmarket and going to Epsom is going to be a different ball game but he's handled the dip fairly well at Newmarket. If he goes for, is it Breakfast with the Stars or something like that? Um, I'm sure that's next week if I'm not, I could be wrong. Um, But I think that he's a very nice horse. Maybe the Derby might come too soon for him. He's still very inexperienced, and I know he's had three starts and two victories, but I, I, I'm sure that in time he will be a very, very good horse, but maybe the Derby might come slightly too soon.
0: Yeah, fair enough, mate. I understand. that. It's also been Goffs this week, a couple of interesting... Uh purchasing the horses and training sales. probably the most staggering for me hold the notes come for 130 grand uh, to alistair willens it looks like it's a lot of money for a horse who's not from 11 on the fences
1: <laughs> of course we're talking about f- flat racing season and the national horses and training sales coming perfect
0: Oh, mate, we have to talk about the proper stuff. The, the one that caught my eye most was Downtown Getaway, who was gone for three grand. Uh, obviously, well, looked a looked very, very smart handicapper when winning for Nicky Henderson uh, fe- in the February of two seasons ago. And he's only ran twice since, a little bit disappointing both times. Midfield on his only start for Willie Mullins in the uh, big state handicap hurdle at the Dublin Racing Festival. I think Mays won going won that. Uh, but yeah, he's he's gone for only three K. That that could be a tidy enough purchase, that whoever's got him, uh if he's physically sound. Uh, but yeah, a couple of a couple of interesting ones. Obviously, Mr. Whitic of Glen Forcer also through the sales ring as well. Uh probably the most prominent horses uh going there. Uh racing this weekend Jim, oh, before we got onto that the preakness, forgot to mention uh Rombauer. I think that's all. That's all you have to say.
1: It. Yeah, was very very impressive. Um, sort of. It's a bit like the flat over here. There's no real standout star in this division this year. Medina Spirit was quite clearly on a bit of a low down after everything he, he was oh on the God other no. day. Um, <laughs> maybe just couldn't cope with everything. It just didn't seem to have. As much with him, I thought Midnight Bourbon was coming to win the race, but Ron Bauer stayed on really strongly. Good ride from Flavio and Pratt. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have a serious opinion on it. I enjoy watching the Triple, uh, the American Triple Crown. Don't think I'm ever back the winner of any race of it. Um, but one day Mendelton's little boys are going to be winning them.
0: Yeah, I enjoy American racing in the same way I enjoy WWE.
1: It basically is, though, really. Uh,
0: just, just up until the Breeders' Cup, I'll, I'll take it a little bit more seriously then. But when it's just American horses racing against each other, it, it's, it's more out of amusement than anything.
1: Uh, yeah, just ex- expecting ad Ortiz to come out with a sledgehammer or something. Aye,
0: aye, you never know, lad. You never know. Uh, this weekend, Jim, uh, the Irish Guineas is probably the headlines, but... We'll start in Britain if you're at your stomping ground, Haydock Park. They've got two group tubes there, the first of which is the Sandy Lane Stakes at three thirty five. Dragon Symbol is a hundred thirty, Meffin at Lawrence eights, same prices as the Leah Jet, Isabella Giles, nine's Rohan, ten's Mujbar, 11's light refrain, twelve Laws of Indices Um at twenty five to one, Apollo one. Jim, you quite like Dragon Symbol, don't you?
1: I'm a big, big fan of him, and I'm slightly surprised at stepping him back up to six furlongs. Um, I know he's had three wins on uh, three wins, two in novices, one in a handicap over six. But last time at Hamilton, I thought he showed a lot of blazing speed and a lot of tenacity to carry on galloping, and I really like that. And a six furlong heavy ground uh, hay dock may not suit him it was fairly rattling ground at Hamilton and for him to carry nine stone nine in that top weight with Mucca, uh, I thought that was a really, really good performance. And my first instinct after that was I'd try my hand at the King's stand. He's got, a, he's got a flurry of entries uh, in the Commonwealth Cup and the July Cup. But for me, I think I'd be edging towards King's stand personally. I know it's not against his, his age group, but getting the weight, I think he'd be more excited back down to five rather than six. I think this might find... Well, This will certainly help us find out which route he will go. Um, at the back of my head, I'm hoping he doesn't run as well over this distance. But he's a horse I really, really like because I think that uh, he's full of speed. He's quite clearly progressive. He's, I know last time he... The field isn't exactly. There were a decent two-year-olds, but they haven't shown an awful lot of three-year-olds. But I think this could be an exception for this horse, and I think he's, he he might take the hell of a lot of beating uh, over the six. But I'm hoping that maybe they might step him back down to five. The Commonwealth Cup, he's going to bump into Campanelle, possibly alcohol-free, and maybe maybe giving weight to Campanel um, could be difficult to do the King stand is running against a slightly older Batash glass slippers who might need the, the seasonal reappearance and then other than that I think it's a very beatable division but he's a horse I've got an awful lot of time for and I'm hoping he can run with plenty of credit at the weekend Fair enough
0: mate do you think he's the likeliest winner?
1: I think he is if he st- if he stays on strongly, I, I, I he can be quite buzzy, um, and I'm hoping that Adam McNamara can get him settled, and hopefully can stay out strongly. But it's going to be the first time he's running six furlongs on turf, and it's going to be more than likely soft ground. It's not stopped raining in Lancashire, Manchester for most of uh, most of this week, so. Hopefully, he'll get home strongly. I, I don't think he's had any worries on the ground. I think he'll go on anything, but I, I really, really like him.
0: I'm going to give shouts to two in this, gym. I think Leah Jets a little bit underappreciated.
1: I'm glad, that they're going, I'm glad that they're going this route instead of, um, was it the French 2000 they were planning on last week?
0: Yeah, he, he's, he's always struck me as just a, a real speed speedball, to be fair. I, I liked... What he did when he won the Norfolk, I thought that was, that was a really, really impressive showing. and You know, I, I guess they'd have been good, having had him turned over in the Papan next time. Not one, obviously, since his Royal Ascot victory. But these these bits of, of strong form in there, obviously, runner up to uh, Lucky Vega in the Phoenix. And he's only sat this season. I thought uh, he ran well in the green and he stayed better than I thought he would do. To be fair, over the seven, only beating, well, less than half a length, really, by Chindit. Uh, I think that was a semi decent renewal of the green and a fundamental run second to Belosa, uh last weekend. He was back in fifth, obviously, last season's Coventry when Hernando Prado was in fourth. Chindit ran a good race in the Guinness. Obviously, the runner up there, Memento, who took quite a large step forward with his second in the green and was disappointed in the pool and, at the weekend but on the horses that we that we saw a fair amount of it too uh, most had acquitted themselves well and, and the lead kind of confirmed his placing really that that he had trained on at least at a similar level and I think that might be good enough to win this I like that they're going back down to six you make to one I think it's fair you know you'll get three places in this you know I, I, I'd be surprised if he wasn't you know front rank as well. And at a little bit of a bigger price, 12 to 1. I gave a shout to him last weekend when he ran at Nace. Loads of indices being brought over by Ken Condon. Uh, finished fourth in the Lacken States won by the case of you last weekend. But those who came home, the first four, you know, came home really within half a length of each other. Four-way head bob. Close enough. Uh, pulling well clear of the fifth. Like I say again, he was a smart... Smart enough two-year-old last season fourth in the Phoenix Stakes. They tried him over seven, dropped him back down to six last time, which I thought brought about a little bit more improvement. He'll appreciate slow ground. He's probably a strong stayer at six. King Condon's a, a canny trainer as well. Don't bring him over for nothing, and I'll give I'll, I'll give him a good mention at twelve to one.
1: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned him last week that you're a fan of him, and like you said, I didn't think he ran at all bad last week. Um, so it
0: just strikes me as a sort of horse who is going to pop up and, and win something at funny odds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like oh, I, I was a big fan of Um Cole Thumb last season, and she was very keen in the Fred Darling, and stepping up to seven. I thought might see it to better effect, but stepping it back down to six, I think I definitely think she's a, she was a horse last season. I had great form in the book behind Miss Ambulance. She she won uh at, at in that Group Three, a third behind Alcohol Three, three uh, and Miss Ambulance beating Happy Romance and Dan Dollar. Bits and pieces in there that are, are pretty strong, and I think it's a bit insulting. She's twelve.
0: You rather like Method last year as well, didn't you, mate? Uh... He was a, a very, very exciting two-year-old after his first two starts. Uh, flopped, really, of no fault of his own in the in the middle part. Uh, and then ran second behind Winter Power in the Cornwallis. That form's been boosted. He could be a nice type this year. I, ho- I hope he's a good one because he looked like he would be early on.
1: Yeah, back up to six this time. He was over five at Newmarket in the Cornwallis. Um, just looked... Like, that was slightly too quick for him and and like you said, I was a bit of a fan of him last year and the return to six, I think, should see him run well. It's a really nice race uh, with a few horses that... I probably prefer the three-year-old sprinting division this year. Um, A few nice horses, in it? I'm looking forward to it, but I'm hoping Dragon Symbol can uh, stamp his authority and, and, and book his ticket to Royal Ascot.
0: Fair enough, mate. Moving on to the uh, 410, It's the Temple Stakes, a feature race, over the five furlongs at, Hay- uh, at Haydock Park, and they currently bet two to one fav Liberty Beach to be keep busy at hundred to thirty four to one. kmro, ninth Jabba Rocky Lady in France sixteen Ainsdale twenty five to one declaring Love Jim Small Field and uh, dominated by the Phillies at the top of the market.
1: Yeah, John Quinn has a, a, a sort of a strong hold on this. Um Liberty Beach was a cracking uh two year old for them and and very thankfully she trained on and ran some crackers last season. She won first time out in the Cecil Frail over six and quite clearly proved that maybe she's just an out and out sprinter. Um third to Batash, second to Alali, fourth to Batash, um and and behind glass slippers and, and ran really well in the Abbey. She's a real speed speedball um, and if, she was very, very fresh last year first time out and she really needed that run. Although she did win and it was over six, she was very, very keen so I'd, I'd be slightly wary of her first time out. I know she's won first time out both times but I just, she's a forward going start and she, you might blink and you miss her at Haydock. I think I'm going to oppose her with Keep Busy. I really, really liked Keep Busy last season. I thought, well, she started off originally off operating in nurseries as a two-year-old, operating a 63, and she's done nothing but progress as a three-year-old. She was full of speed last year, um, sort of competitively raced, plenty of races. I think she had three races in August, um, two, three in June, like, they didn't mess around with her, they strongly campaigned, um, she was fifth in the Abbey, where I thought she was slightly unlucky, and just didn't quite get the splits at the right time, and she was just edged out by Glass Slippers in the Flying Five at, at the Curra. Now, Glass Slippers went on to to run really, really well in, in the Breeders' Cup, um, s- sort of T- took away with the race at Beverly, but shes a, I think she's an improving filly, I think we haven't seen the best of her yet, and at 100-30, uh, I know Jason Hart's opted to go to Liberty Beach, but also Murphy, of course, champion jockey, um, I think we'll have a cr- tremendous spin on her, and out of the two Quinn fillies, I, probably at the prices I'm edging keep busy.
0: Fair enough, mate. I'm not sure that uh, this is the strongest renewal of the temple we've ever seen. Uh, Liberty Beach is a, is a very, very quick horse. You know, an out-and-out out five furlong type. Even though, to be fair, her, her only win last season came over six here at Haylock in the Cecil Thrail. Uh I think she's the one to beat, mate. I think the market does have it about right. And sh- this looks like a good opportunity for her uh, to get a group two winner as an older horse. You know, she was very, very close to winning the Abbey last season. Uh, the one i give a chance to at a price, though.
1: Lady in France.
0: Yeah, of course. It has to be, doesn't it?
1: Yes, she's the value. That form with a fourth in the Abbey would would see her run really well here? She
0: she's finished ahead of Keep Busy in the Abbey, gave weight and a beating to Keep Busy uh, in a handicap at York last season. You know,
1: all she's right. She's beat she's beat K. at air.
0: Yeah, and the maybe the overall profile is a little bit more in and out than Morrow and Keep Busy. Who who to be fair, Jim, they're. Their strongest pieces of the form all came at the, came within the back half of last season. You know, it's not like I, I guess Liberty Beach has been operating at this level for longer uh, than Moro and Keep Busy, even though they are operating at it now. But yeah, le- Lady in France, her best pieces piece of the form put her bang there, and at nine to one, she probably is where the re- uh, the value in the race lies. It's not one I have the strongest opinion in the world of. Yeah, you know, I I I, I, I will try and have a look and, and, and judge exactly where the you know, whether this might set up for one one that would be able to close because obviously Liberty Beach is is rapid and keep busy and KMO can both go forward but I, I think it's just gonna be one they're gonna go hell for ever. And uh whoever lasts out the longest wins I don't think he'll set up for, for a closer of that type. Uh I do think Liberty Beach is a likely winner, but at more than four times the price, Lady in France is maybe a more attractive bet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, I've decided to keep busy personally, uh, but I'd be wary of Lady in France. I think she's definitely the value in this. I know there's only the seven runners, but I won't be surprised if she runs well at a big price.
0: Biggest weekend in the career of uh, Cable Bay, as a sire as well. He's got the favourites. For both of the Group 2s as well. They, they'd be his two biggest career winners if either of them would, to be fair. So, huge weekend for Cable Bay as a side with his, his best two horses, really. Both favourites for Group 2 glory. Uh, anything else you like in any of the handicaps on the card at Haydock Gym? There's a silver bowl and a good stay in a handicap as well prior to that.
1: Yeah, Wob, Wob 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 was a good winner at York last time. I, I don't think it was necessarily a good race. I think Rifleman's a bit of a rogue, um, but he's been put up eight for that. Um, back up to a mile, I, I think he his best forms over seven in, in previous races, and, and the one time he has been to a mile, he was he, he ran okay in third, just a slight bit keen. So I, I'm a fan of Wob 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 but I think the mile might just find him out. It, the handicaps on uh, Saturday at Haydott look a bit head scratchy. Frank and Stella, um he's running in the two-mile handicap who finished fourth behind Raymond. I think if Jason Hart was to ride that race again, uh, he'd have ridden it a slight bit different, um, just didn't get the gaps when he was and, and never really had any chance to recover, and, and the bird has already flown uh, out in front there's some nice horses in that but I think I'm a massive fan of her and uh, hopefully she's um, st- still got a bit, of, uh, a bit ahead of her mark of 83
0: I have one I'm going to put on my cup comp gym in the 225 uh, long distance handicap there over the two miles it's a, it's a race really where the Chester plate looks like the key piece of form the first second and fourth, all re-opposing Green Book, Postilio, and Speed, oh boy. I'm going to look a little bit down the market, though, Jim. Uh, another last time out winner, Rajinsky. He's a best price 10-1 to 1, to win this two-mile handicap, and I think he's got a right chance. One a free-runner race at, at Ripon last time out. All been him put up a pound for that, a little bit of a okay, free-runner staying handicap. It's not not the most uh, solid of form terms. But the two odds they beat were no mugs in notation and the max we can. Uh, and again, best bits of his form last this uh, last year off a similar mark would give him a right chance in his runner up in the in the two mile handicap at the Ebor meeting behind Summer Moon. Uh last season also runner up in the Marsh Cup off a pound lower than this uh, than that should have won probably at Ascot Uh prior to that when he just got mugged by a 40 to one outsider calling the wind. Has won on heavy ground earlier uh in his career as well. So if it does properly come down and it becomes you know a Haydock glue pot, he should be able to cope with that. Again just strikes me as a sort of horse that's capable of winning a good staying handicap. Uh, I'm gonna look away from the Chester plate form Ten to one for Rajinski, who, like I say, whose who's best efforts last season would be enough to win this. Uh clearly in good heart have him won at Ripon last time out. And yeah, I think is overpriced.
1: Solid case there, but I like it.
0: Moving Jim to the colour. Uh the Irish two fouls again. guineas. Lucky Vega is five to two. Fav to beat Wembley, who's nine to two. Poetic Flair is eleven to two. Labarossa is eight to one. Van Gogh is nine to one. Battleground is tens. McSweeney is tens Manassiv, sixteens Money thirty three. the Fair is forty to one. Sixty six to one Emporio on a hundred to one Rebel Step the outsider. Uh Kim Rager Heads the betting. Interesting, I find. Poetic Flair obviously, obviously he has had a quick turnaround and didn't run up to his best, you know, last weekend, at Longshot, but, third in the market, behind two horses who, he beat comfortably last time.
1: Yeah, it, it's a, odd enough market, isn't it? Um, we've had this discussion before, but, do you think Lucky Vega really wants a mile?
0: Uh, if you'd have asked me, prior to Newmarket, I'd have said not convinced, uh, I thought he saw it
1: out well though. Because there's still that Commonwealth Cup entry. It's quite clearly, I, th- I think this you race. You might as well.
0: You might as well have it. You might yeah, as well have
1: it. Yeah, this this race will be very very well run. I I personally think. Um, there's the O'Brien trio. Um, Max Winnie's not one that likes to be held up. Um, Revel steps another horse. I know he's a bigger price, but likes to go forward. Um, I think this could be turned into a bit of a stamina test uh, with more than likely a fair amount of rain coming. Um, and I think that might suit Max Winnie, the winner of the Verton um, who stayed on really strongly on heavy ground in that. And I know the, that race hasn't necessarily been impressive form, uh, and I know that on other races he's he's been below, but he's a horse that I'm willing to give another chance last time. I know they tried him over a mile and two in the Derrystown, but he just didn't really settle as well as I thought. And he, he just looked slightly tired late on. He may have needed that. But dropping him back to the mile, I think, is going to be the right thing. Campaigned him mostly at that last season. Um we, of course, you know, his new approach was, wasn't was one that was laden with stamina. But I think he could be slightly forgotten about against the other Bolger horse in poetic flair. I think Max Swinney's um, not exactly the most flashiest in comparison to La- Laburosa, for example, uh, or Wembley, to that some extent. But I just feel like that run in the Virta Futurity was, was a, a very good run, and he stayed on really strongly when anything came to him. And I'm hoping that he's not going to end up being a pacemaker for Poetic Flair. But it's a, it's a chance that I'm going to be willing to take. He's a horse I quite like. Uh, another one in this is is one uh, for the English, of, is the Rostafarian. Um, I think they're slightly well they might as well go for this but maybe I'd have gone for a handicap with him off a rate in the 97th I really really liked how he finished up at Newmarket in the Craven very slowly away sort of sort of crawled early on slightly hampered and he stayed on really strongly and maybe a step up to a mile and two in the future were what he were what, will be wanting but I really really liked the Rastafarian I like what he did on debut he beat Glide Down and, and bits and pieces of form have come out of that. Uh, and and the silver tankard, I, I know Pythagoras hasn't necessarily done much, but we saw Mystery Angel win the Pretty Polly and run decently in the Musadora. I think that might be a decent little race, and he's a horse that I've got a bit of time for. Big galloping sorts, off-ground will certainly be no issue for him. Um, I think there could be a nice mile-and-two race for him to be winning later on in the season. So... For him to be pitching him in here off a mark of 97, I think he might go well for Colin Keane, booked on board, another superb booking. Um, But he might outrun his odds at 40s. Um, But for me, I'm looking at bigger prices. I've I've got question marks about Lucky Vegas. Uh, Wembley's run last time was too bad to be true, but I'm sure the, the genius will get him back. Poetic players had a lot of racing in a short amount of time, where they'd be ready to bounce. But Labarosa couldn't get uh, couldn't get the better of Master of the Seas last time. Um, just, just didn't have enough finish, and, and Master of the Seas isn't exactly a horse that wants a wants a scrap, and he, he got beat by him in the end. Thank God, um, the form his forms in places isn't. As good as maybe we first thought out last season, and um, uh, maybe I think chancing it, stepping up in distance in the future might suit him. I, I was well, disappointed. Was it at well, you.
0: But, but was, it, was it good at all, Jim? He, he's, he's Van Gogh's two wins were, were in a maiden at the, at the fifth time of asking, and then that, the, you know, the, the Song Clue Bog race.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe I was slightly being generous <laughs> with him there, but. It's not exactly flying far. Battleground, I'd really like to be really good. Um, I really liked him last season. Of course, being the son of found, uh, you're going to have a bit of a reputation. Um, And hopefully he will run with a bit more credit than he did in the guineas. He was awfully disappointing. Um, I'm hoping he'll run well as well. they would probably be my three for the field. Battleground, Max Sweeney uh, Swinney and the Rastafari.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a race where I kind of want to also look for one at a little bit of a bigger price. Uh, and I've also landed on Battleground. Uh, I, just, I just think the Guineas at Newmarket was too bad to be true. He was punted like, like they were expecting big things. Ended up going off favourite. Uh, obviously with his stable mate Wembley having held held that position uh, for most of the week leading up to the race. He was probably the one that impressed me most in terms of being a miling prospect at two. Uh, I thought Lucky Vega was a good a good two-year-old, to be fair. Had him in mind as more of a Commonwealth Cup type, but I, I would be less uh, uncertain about the mile than you would be Jim. You, from what you said, I thought he was fine at Newmarket. Five to two is probably a fair enough price. You could make a case that Poetic Flair is overpriced at eleven to two, but again, I, I the Newmarket Guinea struck me as a messy race. Too many horses that were fancied didn't run the race, and I think again, I'm always not there. But I thought Master of the Seas emerged as the best horse on the day, in my opinion. Uh, look, it's, it's not the strongest case you'll ever hear me make for Battleground, but I, I just, I liked him last year. Highly impressed by him when he won the vintage. You know, bumped into a little bit of a uh, a springer when, when runner-up in the Breeders' Cup, uh, Juvenile Turf. I'd expect him, he can't be as bad as he was at Newmarket twice in a row.
1: No. sure. I'd be disappointed if he is.
0: Yeah, so, 10 to 1, we go with Battleground to put that, to put that behind him, it was too bad to be true for me. I like though, Jim, that you found the Royal Ascot winner, the roster in the, there's a three mile, uh, three-year-old handicap over ten Furlong's <laughs> now on Saturday.
1: The three-mile handicap, yeah. Um, Sorry,
0: three-year-old handicap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh I- I'd agree with you. Um, I think there's, I think there's a lot of nice races to be won with him. I think he's a really, really nice horse.
0: Fair enough, mate. Uh, the Greenland Stakes also on the same card. The current two forty-five. That's a, probably as strong a sprint as you can see in Ireland all season. Glen Shields five to two, five to beat Sonela who's thirteen to two. Well, Commando on, speaking colours and seven to one. Uh, Summer Gandhi's tens laugh a minute and make a charge of twelves. Urban beat fourteens, twenties. Bar any opinion? Jim, good to see reigning champion sprinter Glen Shield uh, back in action.
1: Yeah, I think he should run really well. here for the Watson and Doyle combination. Um, also,
0: I like the... fact. Arch- Archie Watson does not deserve any credit. Why? Because he he, he ran the current British champion sprinter over uh, 12 furlongs.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> fair enough then.
0: Less, less than a year, he had a group one sprinter in his yard and he were running him at Lingfield on the all weather over 12 <laughs> furlongs.
1: Well, sometimes we all make little mistakes. Um, <laughs> no, now they've found the key to him. Um, oh, I'm joking, mate. It's he's
0: the not a cracking job of him.
1: He's not going to find as much progression as maybe a few in behind. A horse that I'm interested in who hasn't had as much racing as the others is Royal Commando. I really like what he did to Emirati, Anna, uh, Brando and Summergand in the Cambridge Trophy. Um, stayed on really strongly showed a great turn of pace um, he's a four year old and a more likely race than others for Charlie Hills And I think he's a pretty decent animal uh, now they've found the key to him and he's matured a little bit um, I think he could run well at sevens I'd be wary of Glenn Shield first time out um, I know he's got bits and pieces of form first time out but um he's not getting any younger now, and I'd just be wary that there could be something to progress past him, and I, I know it's a race full of the old favourites, with your speaking colours, Summergand, uh, Laugh a Minute, all in behind, but I th- I'd probably be with Royal Commando, I really, really like what he did last time against some decent horses, Emirati Anna's not sort of, well, has held... Uh, he's farmed fairly well so far he was third behind Summer again third behind July. stepped up in trip and he was in the disappointing in the clipper logistics uh, Duke of York so I think Royal Commando could be the one side with here
0: fair enough mate yeah Glenn, Glenn Shield well I, after he beat Tab Day at Newcastle in a handicap I said I thought he was capable of winning group races he did uh, but I I I meant like, you know, uh the chip chase stakes.
1: You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Not uh surpass my expectations by going and winning on Champions Day. Although Champions Day doesn't count as a proper group one in in my head in terms of form, it's it's sort of such a messy, messy race day. The, the horse who I actually put up to win the Champions Beats uh, sprint that day was Sunela.
1: Yeah, that, really that's what I was gonna say. And hasn't Sanela changed colours? Uh, yes, Moyglaire on her now. Yeah, which is a clever move by Moyglaire. Of course, top breeding operation. We both liked Sanela for that, uh, the quick call British champion sprint, didn't we?
0: Yeah, she was in my nap comp. She was, she was one of my picks alongside of Dave. Uh, she was 12-1 to 1 for that, and she, she ran down the field. I don't, I don't quite think the 13-2 to 2 makes up for it. Jimbo...
1: Here right, Summerglen oh, really,
0: each way. Here we go. Well, I thought the Duke of York was was a good run, and I think that's 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 format stacks up. You know, Starman and Nahar were both progressive last season. oxted arguably his July Cup was was as good a piece of uh, form in going to is clearly far thriving at present. You know. I said, I don't I don't think it's ridiculous to suggest he's capable of winning a race like this. You know, he he does have work to do to catch up to Glen Shield. You know, he was a, a fair way behind him in the sprint cup, but we know he's in form, we know he's going well. And what, what he's been doing recently, you know, is is enough to put him in the mix again. I think exu- i summer guns my pick at ten to one. Up the boy
1: well, I can't believe you're doing this to yourself.
0: I, g- genuinely, mate, he has not run a poor race this year. Less question marks over him than others. I it, I don't think it's a, it's a cracking group. Well, speaking colours need seven, don't they?
1: Really? Yeah, I think now. Yeah.
0: Sanela. I I think we'll win a decent race this season, but she she's a little bit short of thirteen to two for me. First time, similar. I, I guess look, Glenn Shields the right favourite. He's he's the one they all have to beat, and I I appreciate your case of Royal Commander as well. What you what you've said made sense, but uh, look, Summer Guns winning. I've I've got to pick him. I mean, <laughs> what a boy. Uh, do you want to talk about anything at Goodwood, Jimmer? Ho comes out against Miranda in the Tapster Stakes. Do you think he should get the job done there?
1: Yeah, I'd be disappointed if Hookham couldn't. Um, I thought it was interesting they stepped in downing trip last time. Um, last season, I thought he was a, a proper stayer and I didn't think he ran that badly in the St Ledger. Um, but over a mile and five, mile and four, I think he, he could be seen to better effect here. and He's short enough price, 11 to 10 for me, but I think he will take a lot of beating against some horses that are ageing and maybe won't have as much progression in him as he has.
0: Yeah, that's fair mate. He's also on that good with the Festival Stakes, which is another listed race over 10 uh, furlongs. Al Zara Khan. favourite for that, he was uh, down the field in the Jockey Club Stakes there, but uh, I, I think Desert Encounter the Old Boys, the one they've got to beat Rand Valf Conning, close last time out in the Gordon Richards, down in grade. Uh, i decided be with, with the nine-year-old here to turn the favourite over.
1: Yeah, not a race I have a, an awfully strong opinion in. Um, but like you said, I'd probably side with him uh, with Desert Encounter. It was sort of rock-solid second. He travelled really, really well, as he normally does, and nearly picked off him late on. So hopefully he runs a good race.
0: The Irish 1,000 on the Sunday, Jim. Pretty Gorgeous is 5 to 2 5 to beat Joan of Arc 11 to 4. over 5s. 6 of Shale. 10s Miss Amulet. 11s No Speak Alexander. 20s Bar. Uh, obviously, we don't have final decks yet, though, Jim. But Pretty Gorgeous was the best two year old filly around last season, though. If she's progressed and she should have done, she'll take all the beating.
1: Yeah, I think this is a really, really nice race. Uh, like you said, Pretty Gorgeous. Had a good tussle with Shale in a couple of starts last season and uh, she finally finished the season winning the Phillies mile. The race has, has worked out well. You, you look at the third winning the gear, 1,000 in England. Um, Dubai Fountain won at Chester. Uh, Shale have been rock solid throughout the season. Snowfalls won the Musadora. Um So the farming behind is pretty decent. Um, hopefully she's trained on, like you said, I think... She's going to take a hell of a lot of beating, but there's some nice horses in behind. Um, if they choose to go this route for over, Rover, um, you certainly will not put them off. They might be going to the French Oaks, I think. Um, if I'm not, I could be wrong. Uh, or the Coronation at Ascot. Um, but her third, I, I really, really liked her for the 1,000 guineas. and uh, She ran with plenty of credit. She was slightly keyed, so hopefully that freshness will... Have settled down a bit now, and won't be as forward going and staying even stronger than she did last time. Miss amulet's a horse who I think people have seemed to have forgot about last season uh this season maybe ending maybe starting slightly disappointingly this season over seven furlongs, maybe she was just probably in need of it um sorry i have just got on the wrong horse sorry um Miss amulet. Last season wasn't the most flashiest. Um, eight starts, three of them were wins, and and, and arguably the highlight was in the Lava, um, but good seconds in the che- second in the Cheveley Park, and over five at Down Royal, and then ran a cracker in the Breeders' Cup. She's a hot, she's a filly that I've got a lot of time for, and and she's been quite underappreciated. I think she's ultra consistent in the first one in the season. She's got. Um, she's got a flurry of entries over multiple distances. So this will probably find out whether she's a miler or a sprinter. Um I'm hoping she runs well, because I, I really hope she's trained on her. I I think she's a she's tremendous for King Condon last season. And maybe ten to ones a too big a price, but if there's to step her back down in trip for the Commonwealth Cup, for example um, rather than probably the coronation, that wouldn't surprise me. So I'm looking forward to seeing Miss Amulet bouncing back.
0: Yeah, mate, and uh, like you mentioned earlier, Love, due to make her seasonal reappearance in the Tassel of Gold Cup, uh, really all her realistic rivals are, are a stable mate, Sarah so Rented, Mogul, armor. Broom's had a good year, but I, I don't think he'd be quick enough Tiger at the Muff. top level uh, over 10 tag yeah, Tiger Moth again. Melbourne Cup runner up, not not sure whether I see him on a t- uh, 10 furlong type era. They won't all run anyway, will they, Jim? So, but it's, it's, I, I guess it would be love. Maybe one of the Aiden O'Brien. I, I was going to say second tier horses. Not quite a pacemaker, but I could kind of see them using this as a starting point for tying them off. Uh, with the expectation that he'll be more of a 12 furlong or more further horse later in the season. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But I, I I I don't think they'll be f- – I mean, they could do, but throwing the likes of Armoury, who I'd probably have as behind love, the, the leading older horse uh, for Aidan O'Brien at the minute, you know, in there. Mongol and Japan, obviously uh, – the big fat brothers are both involved as well, but <laughs> surely none of them will be quick enough to, to win over 10 furlongs nowadays.
1: Yeah, you'd hope so. And, and hopefully Love puts on a bit of a performance to sort of, spring of bring this season into life. I, know, I mean, we saw last weekend, as, as we've mentioned, Belazi and uh, Palace Pier, but we're wanting another superstar. I want someone to pick the, pick the divisions up by the scruff of the neck and, and show them how good they are. Um and hopefully they will, love will show us that.
0: Yeah. Anything else, Jim, you'd like to mention this weekend?
1: Um, I think that's it from me, really. There's the Grand Steeple Chase de Paris uh, on Saturday, which is Rachel Blackmore look to take France by storm if she isn't already. Ronald Pumps running uh, in the Grade 1 hurdler, at toy.
0: Grand Claude Hay.
1: Yeah, which I, I I thought you'd have mentioned already. Um Robbie Power was going over to ride. And also it says Martin Smith is the trainer on my uh, app, but I always thought it was Matthew Smith. It is Matthew Smith. But not not Martin Smith who says that we look after horses here, not that one. Um So I'm looking forward to seeing Ronald Pump. Anyone who doesn't enjoy watching Ronald Pump run uh, needs to go and get the head tested. Um but other than that. I think that's it. I, I, I think I think that's everything.
0: Yeah, one one or two decent races at the club of well that we've not touched on are the Marble Hill Stakes is a is a group three, Aiden O'Brien he's known Nay he never Cadamosto and one of his Caravaggios in the the entertainer. And the Lanweight Stud Stakes is a good race as well for the Phillies and Mares. the group two, Sean Pasalise is his favourite there. I, I'd like Valeria Messalino, though, who ran one master close at Gloria Goodwood last time out to turn her over. She's 3-1 uh, for Jesse Harrington uh, to be the favourite there. Uh, last point from me, Jim. Bringing it back to American Racing, I think on that uh, Preakness card, I, I saw the worst-named horse I've ever seen. Go on. Uh, there was a horse that ran on the card on Saturday called Extra Sexy Big Daddy.
1: Wow, what was he named after you? Name? <laughs> Certainly not. Um, that's awful.
0: And it was daddy spelt with two e's at the end as well.
1: Oh, oh it makes me screen, skin crawl. <laughs> it's not good, is it? Oh, it's awful. It's not.
0: It's not good. Let's let's lift the mood with some naps, please, mate.
1: My nap will come. I haven't really thought about this this week, which is never a good thing. Um, my nap will come in the, ter- in the temple stakes and we'll go keep busy. I think, I think she will get the busy, get the busy, get the better of Liberty Beach in that. My next best might come in the five furlong handicap at York. And it's the changing of stables that I'm hoping will find more improvement. And arguably one of the kings of York in Hurricane Iver. Um, was an absolutely lightning two-year-old debutant winner uh, in France. Never really seemed to find his way back until stepping up to six and beating Chasing Dreams. Um, and Ben was disappointing since. But he's off a market of one, uh, off 98 and... That, that could slightly seem too much, but I think that walking him in a couple of months' time could po- possibly be the target. But I'm looking forward to seeing Hurricane Iver, um in England. I, I was really, really loved him as a two-year-old, well, on debut as a two-year-old. Um was disappointing after that, mostly. But I, I, it's a nice race at York, that five furlong race. Um, I know you're keen on one of them at the head of the market but I'm looking forward to Hurricane Ivor running, so I, I, I might chuck him in, him in as a next best, and my third best might come on, uh, come at the Curragh in. or oh, we'll chuck in the Guineas, uh, Guineas race, um, uh, Irish 2000, and, and we'll have Max Swinney.
0: Fair enough, mate. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, my nap is going to be, in the uh, 225 at Haydock, it's got to be Majinski at ten to one. I think that's a cracking price for him to go and get the job done. I like one as well, mate. In the 155 at Haydock, uh, Tom Collins of William Harris has, had a horrific draw when fairly well fancied in the Hunt Club at first last time. I, I thought he was progressive though last year for David Ellsworth. Races off a mark of 85. He's seven to one. I think he's got a shout at 155. And I am going to throw a jumper in there as well uh, at the head of the market in the 640 at Stratford on Saturday. Hooper is looking to make it four in a row. Ben French Davis claims seven. Uh, obviously, rolling to be ignored. It combined who has been who was in decent form back end of last season. Last time out at Cheltenham. Generally fairly consistent. Uh, only gone up ten pounds across his three wins, although albeit one being in a jumpers bumper. Uh, race fit. Think he's got a cracking chance of winning again at Stratford. And, and, and although there's another one, I'll give half a decent mention to as well because if he if he goes and wins, it'll annoy me. But I've not mentioned him, and I can't actually. Remember what race he's in, but the Godolphin Horse Global Storm was runner up on the thousand guineas days back out again this weekend. I don't think it'll be long before he goes with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Fair. Good selections there. Yeah. I'll stick four in.
0: Uh, just so it's lucky his team for you if you want one. Uh, thanks for being here, Jim.
1: Thanks for presenting, as usual. Aye.
0: Thanks to everyone for listening as well. Uh, Hope it's not been a total waste of time. Uh, I'll see you all again
1: next week. See you soon. Stay safe.